Today we begin a new church year and a new church season. It's Advent, a beautiful, quiet season deliberately placed in the darkest weeks of the year. It celebrates our certain hope that Christ's light will overcome the darkness. Each week we will light one more candle as the weeks get darker. Some people claim that there is a war on Christmas. Well, I think that's a stretch. If anyone has tried to obliterate Christmas from in the United States, they lost. Christmas won. Christmas music and Christmas decorations are everywhere. One of my Paulist brothers wrote a few days ago, Christmas gobbled up Thanksgiving and now threatens to scare the Dickens out of Halloween. <laughs> Has Christmas obliterated Advent? Well, not exactly. Advent coexists with the shopping season and the well-deserved end-of-semester parties here at UT. It's perfectly okay to be jolly before December 25th. To paraphrase one of my friends, I don't care how anyone else celebrates. Buy nothing. Shop Black Friday sales all day and all night. Give to charity. Make your own gifts. Spoil your loved ones. Whatever. Let us each await Christ's new arrival. But let us do it in ways appropriate to our own circumstances. In Advent, we wait for Jesus Christ to be born again into our world. Waiting is part of the human condition, but most of us don't like it. We don't like waiting for Santa. We don't like waiting to grow up. We don't like waiting for finals to be over. We don't like waiting for true love to find us, for our career to blossom, for the doctor to diagnose our illnesses, and for many other things. Yet, all of our scripture readings today are about waiting. Waiting for Jesus to come and be born among us as a child, or waiting for Jesus to come at the end of time. Do these readings have advice appropriate to other kinds of waiting? I sure think so. Jeremiah writes to the people of Jerusalem in a terrible time. The armies of Babylon are descending on the city. It's not a question of if Jerusalem will be destroyed. It's simply a question of when. Yet Jeremiah proclaims, The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made. Jerusalem shall dwell secure. St. Paul believed, especially when he was writing to the Thessalonians, this is the oldest letter in the New Testament, he believed that Jesus would be returning very soon. Yet his advice to the Thessalonians as they waited to be rescued from their problems wasn't to relax. He writes, May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And in our gospel, Jesus warns that there will be terrible things to endure before the end. The heavens will shake and people will die of fright. But he encourages us to hang on. When these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. But I have to admit this past week, the phrase that has really struck me in this passage is, do not become drowsy from the anxieties of daily life. 
drowsy from anxieties. That's not a phrase we hear too often. What does it mean? Well, the more I've prayed on it, the more sense it's made. Think about it. We all have things that require our ongoing attention. And most of us have things that we've procrastinated on, giving them the attention that they require. Yes, students, if you're thinking I'm talking about finals, maybe I am. And then there's the fact that most of us worry more than we should. In fact, anxiety disorders are now considered the most common psychiatric illness in the United States. But if we live in a world of constant anxiety, it becomes our new normal. We get numb to that extra adrenaline coursing through our bloodstream, drowsy from the daily anxieties, instead of reserving our anxiety for the truly scary things. What can we do about it? Well, perhaps this ancient season of Advent is exactly what we need in the 21st century. Advent is a time to try to live in the now without getting overly stressed about what is coming in the future. Let us stand erect and raise our heads high when facing papers, final exams, shopping, and preparation for the celebrations to come. When we find ourselves caught up in the whirlwind of worry, perhaps we should honestly ask ourselves some questions. Am I overreacting to something that isn't really that stressful? Am I making choices that make me more stressed than I need to be? Should I ask someone to cover some of my obligations for me? Do I need to accept that some things are simply beyond my control? This, I think, is the key to celebrating Advent while in the stresses of December. In other words, can we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us how to stand erect and raise our heads instead of going into our default mode of needlessly escalating our levels of anxiety? Advent is not supposed to be the same as Lent. Advent is supposed to be a season of hope Love, joy, peace, and coming light. Yeah, I wrote that before I saw this slide that Father John made. (laughs) But there is something that we usually do for the other special liturgical seasons of the year that we don't usually do for Advent, that maybe we should. We should probably prepare for the season. We often ask people, as Catholics, we do it all the time, what are you doing for Lent? And if you're in East Tennessee, you'll ask not only your family and friends, you'll ask strangers what they're doing for Christmas and for Easter. But has anyone ever asked you, what are you doing for Advent? This year, let us ask ourselves, what am I doing for Advent? Can we find a way to maximize the hope and the joy this year and minimize the fear and the anxiety? As we prepare to give gifts to one another, can we seek the gifts that come from above? 